0: Well, good morning, everyone, and happy Sunday. Here we are again today, and it's been weeks since we've been together. But the one thing that I've noticed is that when we do meet each other online, like on Thursdays, is that you are all happy, smiling people. And nothing pleases me more that we are people that are going to be asked, "How are you still smiling?" And you know what? There's a lot going on right now. There's a lot of information that we're subject to that could, you know, make us all fall into a pit of despair. There's been a lot of tragedy. There's been a lot of sorrow. And there's also been a lot of unknowns. And, you know, what? for many of us, this pandemic has actually even shaken us to the very core of who we are. Despite all this, however, I'm, I'm really encouraged that you are all here. Why? Well, not because, you know, you're not here out of desperation. You're not here because this is the end of the road. You're here because church, because your relationship with Jesus Christ is your only hope. So let me just clarify that though. It's not your final hope. It's not your last hope, but it's your only hope. And that's not meant to be a negative statement because the fact is that when you're saved, you receive the revelation that he is your only hope. He is the one thing that keeps us going. We don't grieve like others who have no hope. We have a hope that is rooted deep within us that could actually blossom within the worst of droughts. And with that in us, we can say, and I can preach, that each and every one of us is called to be agents of resilience. Now, resilience is vital for living a meaningful life. Showing your resilience is also an important demonstration of our faith. Well, yes, you're probably saying, you know, that seems fairly obvious, but hear me out. What really is resilience? Is it just something that some lucky people have naturally? Yeah. Or can anyone become more resilient Ow. resilience has been used to describe people or things that are able to bounce back and nobody goes through life with a, you know with an unbroken chain of success. everybody has failures and mistakes we all embarrass ourselves, we all have pain we all have problems we all have pressures but the people who you know make it in life or still have joy actually possess resilience. If you're learning anything right now, it's actually your ability to be resilient. So where do you get this resilience to keep going? You actually get it through faith. It's believing God could do something any moment that could change the direction of your life. And you don't want to miss it, so you keep moving forward. It's believing in the hope that God will give you exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. Because of his unrelenting love for us, you know, he calls us out of darkness and into his light. And that's what having faith is. This is actually the testimony of Paul. We are pressed on every side by troubles. And that may be what you're feeling today. But we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. And that's from 2 Corinthians 4 and 8. In his letters to the Corinthians, Paul describes various spiritual gifts and, and ways we can demonstrate godly living in the world. And he touches on the gift of tongues, prophecy with understanding, and faith that can move mountains. But he said that there is one gift that is greater than absolutely everything else, and that is love. In 1 Corinthians 13, 13, he says, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Do you ever skip over this verse because you're like, yeah, you know, love makes sense. I've heard it, I've read it so often that I forget the application and power of it. Well, you know, there are th- what are these things that actually last forever? The greatest power of this life that we're living in is can- actually contained in this verse. Faith, hope, and love remain. They're indestructible. They can survive anything. And if they can survive anything, then I want those gifts because if they remain, then they're resilient. If you feel like you're just hanging on right now in your solitude or maybe in the impossible pressures of work and life balance, know right now, as intangible as they may seem, our resilience is found in the gifts of faith, hope, and love. We just have the task of unfolding the purpose behind them in order to connect it to and take advantage of its power. So let me help you do that for us today. The first gift that we have is faith. Now, you might be seeing a lot of people putting up signs of encouragement for our frontline workers and, you know, and for each other in their windows. And I think that's actually just a beautiful and, and a wonderful thing that our community is actually doing today. Many of the signs actually use the word hope in them. A lot of them express love as well. But you rarely actually see the word faith posted in people's windows. Even though these words, you know, these three gifts, faith, hope, and love, they're, they're actually intrinsically connected. We don't see faith expressed a whole lot. Faith, though, is actually vital for crisis management. But the funny thing about faith is that it doesn't always take you out of the problem. But faith will always take you through the problem. Faith doesn't always take away the pain, but faith gives you the ability to handle the pain. Faith doesn't take you out of the storm, but faith calms you in the midst of the storm. Faith is believing God could do something at any moment that could change the direction of your life. So you keep moving forward regardless of the obstacles. We have to realize and be okay with the fact that there are unknowns. You know, some unknowns which we can never control. You know, we have to understand that life is actually full of uncertainty. Our plans actually only go so far, unfortunately. People who do not live by faith focus actually on what they can control, and and they pour themselves into things that hopefully will lead to rewarding and good outcomes. You know, some of those things are work, some of those things are their own personal passions, and, you know, and they hold, actually, those things actually hold very little guarantee for a good life. Even though we have to maintain our faith through the times like we're going through right now, it's actually not as fragile as the things we give our attention to the most. Paul spoke about the armor of God, that actually, that protects us from attack. In particular, he mentioned a very resilient piece of armor, the shield of faith. And when you think about it, a shield actually it actually acknowledges that there's going to be an attack. You don't hold a shield if you're going to th- think you're going to be safe. A shield doesn't stop the attacks from happening, but it actually stops the arrows from penetrating. It stops them from penetrating my skin. It actually stops the attacks from hitting my vital organs. So my resilient faith keeps me alive and gives me the courage to stand my ground and the funny thing about the enemy is that you know their quiver the enemy's quiver is actually limited but my shield is actually everlasting you already have the victory resilient faith makes us able to see through the attack and come out even stronger let's be aware that the purpose of faith is not to build our comfort levels the purpose of faith is actually to build our trust in a god whose love is never ending he is for us and he is not against us our faith and trust in him is an exercise which reminds us of our place on the vine We're the branches, and we cannot do anything apart from the vine. The second resilient gift we have is hope. And it's a gift that we're all clinging to right now. And I know that as I grow older and I grow in my faith and I learn to become more resilient, I'm so lucky that I I can still be surrounded by people who are even more resilient than I am. And the one thing that I'm continually impressed by is the resilience of a lot of the people here at Elam. So many of you have faced circumstances that you know, would really just destroy most people, but you still show up, even now online, in faith, still rejoicing. And I've seen many of you even helping others face their giants. So God bless you for the hope that you're demonstrating. Paul talks about rejoicing in hardship, actually, in, in Romans 5. He says this suffering produces perseverance perseverance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not disappoint us because god has poured out his love into our hearts by the holy spirit whom he has given us this passage is actually full of resilience first in the fact that there is an end result to our suffering which is great Second, because God loves us and is guiding our process of spiritual maturing. And finally, because that love is manifested by the presence of the Holy Spirit and Counselor who is walking us through this entire process we're going through. We have hope because trials change us. We have hope because He guides us through it. We have hope because the Holy Spirit counsels us. And of course we have hope, an eternal hope, that we have in heaven and it's promised to us even after this life. We have to recognize right now that life doesn't end because things are going to be different. You know, once these restrictions are, are slowly lifted, things that challenge our resilience are a certainty. But our hope is that darkness never overcomes the light. You know, there's, there's not never been a single trial in my life that I've gone through that God has not used to either develop me or even to help others. Does that mean I'm glad that I went through these things? Absolutely not. I still have a lot of unanswered questions, but the ever resilient faith in me has enabled me to trust and know and hope that his love for me has overcome everything that has tried to overcome me. And that is a hope that is rooted in my experience, which is unshakable. Faith, hope, and love, and the grace of these is love. So the third resilient gift we have is love. Love overcomes it all. And Paul makes it very clear in 1 Corinthians 13 that the greatest of all spiritual gifts is love. In fact, now that I'm relearning my children's grade school math, uh, you can see that the equation here starts to emerge, that love is the result of our faith and hope. Love is the big picture. Love is the goal. How wonderful is it to actually understand the goal? You know, when you start a new game, the first thing you want to know is, well, how do I win? How do I reach the goal? If you understand the goal, you can figure out how to get there so what is the purpose of love first john 4 and 7 does a good job of explaining it and says this dear friends let us love one another for love comes from god everyone who loves has been born of god and knows god whoever does not love does not know god because god is love now that's a whole lot of love going on in that scripture so what is love first it's a revelation of our identity it tells us who god is and who we are in god We're intrinsically linked to God through love. Love is also the force that makes us resilient. Love has the power to help us even empathize with people in need, to help them restore faith and hope. It's the gas that drives the engine of our spiritual lives. The Beatles said it, and the Bible confirms it. All you need is love. So faith, hope, and love are our key to resilience right now. They are keys for yourself personally, and also keys for the church as a whole. So why is resilience important because our resilience determines whether we're going to bend or break under the unprecedented pressures that we're all facing right now. But here's the good news. Resilience or perseverance it's not a disposition. What I mean by that is it's actually not a personality type. You're not born with resilience. It's actually a skill that you can learn and as you master it it makes it possible to not only endure trials but to be a strength in a time when most people generally just feel weak. And you can start building your resilience right now because faith, hope, and love are actually gifts that are given freely. And don't you love gifts that you can use right away? Look, now more than ever, people are clinging on to what they know, what they're comfortable with, and what they have, you know, what they have left of their former lives. They could instead be holding on to the eternal, indestructible, secure foundation of faith, hope, and love. And this foundation, you know, it's not ornamental, it's not philosophical, it's a key to remaining resilient and strong. If faith, hope, and love are are things that last forever, it becomes clear that these are the things that we should actually pursue wholeheartedly, especially right now. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, Scripture tells us that there will be tough times in life, and for many of us that time is right now in the circumstances that we're all facing. In our weakness, there are times where we're not sure whether we can even survive. But whether tragedy or temptation, you don't leave us defenseless. Thank you for your armor that unleashes your power so that we can stand strong. Remind us today that picking up your shield is as simple as trusting in your words and your words of promise. And may we store up these words in our heart as we intercede for others and ourselves in this time of need. Let us find rest knowing that you have all things under control. Let our words be an expression of our faith, hope, and love in you today, I pray. In your precious name, amen. God bless you all. We miss you so much, but we're looking forward to seeing you. And until then, have a great week. God bless you.